Machalom. Jews must really drive people crazy. You know, in law school, they taught us to see both sides of an argument. So from early on, I've been trained, and to this day, I force myself to consider the views of the other side. So I get the intense frustration of those who don't like Jews. They thought they rid the world of Jews. And we're back. We just keep coming back. They forgot the original reasons why they hate us in the first place. That we are improbably, impossibly still here. Still here. Put yourself in their shoes. Can you understand how maddening it must be for them? Consider the enormous efforts invested over centuries to cleanse humanity of our kind, and we just keep coming back. All would be well with the world if it wasn't for the Jews, the source and the cause of all of the world's problems. It's said that after World War I, Woodrow Wilson labored to convince European leaders of the necessity of creating the League of Nations, the precursor to the UN. In one of his lengthy negotiations with one leader, that European leader bluntly told him, if our demands are not met, our people will be so irritated that many of them will go out and kill the Jews. And what would happen if your demands are met? Wilson asked. Ah, then my people will be so happy they will go out and kill the Jews. Now, because I've been trained to see the arguments on all sides, I understand the frustrations of those who think there are too many Jews around. You know, there is a worldwide Jewish conspiracy. I'm on the executive council of the American branch of the elders of Zion. Although I don't appreciate being called an elder. We meet every month in a secret location. I can't tell you where. Well, I could, but then I'd have to kill you. <laughs> but I can't share with you that we speak about international domination. We try to figure out how to take their jobs, how to take their money, how to oppress them, how to enhance our whiteness to lull the extreme right and increase our melanin to pacify the extreme left. They really understood us when they shouted, Jews will not replace us, because that's exactly what we're trying to do. All 15 million of us, we want to replace the 8 billion people on earth. <laughs> so what if today all the world's Jews can fit into one Shanghai neighborhood? Just wait till we get our act together. Wait till the conspiracy gathers steam. I guarantee that within a generation, there'll be enough of us to fit into two Shanghai neighborhoods. And that's not even counting that China's population is decreasing dramatically. We have the blueprints. We call them the protocols of the elders of Zion. Our plans of world domination are ready to go. I can't show them to you. Well, I could. <laughs> I have to kill you. You can see the international conspiracy if you open your eyes. 
I was in Israel in November. And what they say about us is completely true. Jews control the banks there. The media, academia, the industries. All you hear is Hebrew, that Jewish language on the streets. It's like Jews are everywhere. And worse, they're all Zionists. How could that be after we thought that essentially we exterminated them? We need to finish the job. Gas the Jews, protesters shrieked in front of the Sydney Opera House. From the river to the sea, they march on American campuses and the streets of New York. You know, that's from the river to the sea, that's more palatable in the West than gas the Jews. Depending on the context, of course. <laughs> the context is the Jews. You realize that, right? Exterminate all the redheads. Genocide all the flat-footed people. Zero tolerance for that kind of thing. Not context-dependent. So put yourself in their shoes. They say, okay, if already some Jews survived, what kind of Jews are these who survived? They have the audacity to fight back? To defend themselves? When we murder, rape, pillage, loot, burn, and destroy? Come on. We've been doing that to them for centuries. Suck it up. It's the historic role of the Jews. Their punishment for crucifying God, their destiny for denying the prophet and defying the prophet. What kind of new Jewish creature emerged from the ashes? What is the world coming to? It's in the natural order of things for Jews to passively, weakly, meekly, feebly submit. Jews who convert in the face of inquisitions or pack up and leave in the face of our wrath. We don't like Jews who fight back, who defend themselves. Every act of so-called self-defense is illegitimate, ipso facto, and by definition, disproportionate, war crimes, crimes against humanity, and if you don't stop, genocide. We'll haul you before the International Court of Justice, or so-called justice anyway, even at the cost of distorting the core values of Western civilization and undermining the credibility of international law. For Jews to fight back, it is entirely against the natural order of things. God decreed that Jews serve as the world's scapegoat and humbly accept whatever punishment we mete out to them for their crimes of deicide, poisoning the wells, baking matzahs with our children's blood, and most recently causing global warming, poverty, wars, revolutions, droughts, cold, heat, forest fires, racial disparity, whatever. Just name the crisis. Do you see this week anti-Israel protesters marched outside of Sloan Kettering this week? 
Sloan Kettering. Because everyone knows that Jews cause cancer. And that Sloan Kettering is complicit in genocide. After all, they accepted contributions from Jews and Israel sympathizers. A Jewish patient who witnessed the protest told reporters, I thought that I was in Germany in 1939. Until I began forcing myself to see it from their perspective, frankly, it never dawned on me on how much power we really have. Listening to them, I feel really empowered, master of the universe. On a German train in the 1930s, two Jews sat next to each other, one reading the Jewish paper and the other reading Der Sturmer, the Nazi newspaper of record. The one reading the Jewish newspaper finally asked his fellow why he was indulging in that vicious anti-Semitic rag. He responded, you know, because when I read the Jewish papers, I get depressed. We have so many problems, so many people hate us. But when I read the Nazi papers, I learn that we control the world. <laughs> and that makes me feel so much better and so much more powerful. Why did we think that simply because we live in this era, centuries of histories don't apply to us? We've had a non-stop stream of people since October 7th. It's so sad to see, especially young parents with young children who are experiencing real anti-Semitism for the first time. What a shock! As if centuries of history don't apply to us. That we finally overcame all the animosities and hatreds. Why? Because we're alive now and we convinced ourselves that by plunking ourselves into this period of time, we could defy age-old behaviors? It may be that although progress was once a good idea, it's been going on for much too long. Perhaps the world is simply returning to historical norms in regards to the Jews. Maybe, maybe not. Either way, we should be prepared. You know about the Jewish wise men of Chelm? Anybody know those legends of the wise men of Chelm? They fancied themselves as supremely intelligent and sagacious, yet made the most foolish decisions. Legend tells, you know, that when the earth was created, God decided to fill the earth with people. And two angels were sent to deposit all the wise and all the simple souls evenly throughout the world. That no one place would have a disproportionate number of intelligent or unintelligent people. But alas, one angel, flying with his two bags, one of wise and one of simple souls, flew too closely to a mountain peak, and the bag that contained all the simple souls ripped open on the mountain peak over this one spot. And they all spilled out over what later became known as the tiny village of Chelm. And one day, two villagers from Chelm went for a walk on a brilliantly sunny day. But within hours, the skies grew cloudy and it started to pour. 
Open your umbrella, said the first man to his friend. It's no use, it's full of holes, he replied. Then why'd you bring it? I didn't think it would rain. We need to be better prepared, more aware of the dark clouds gathering in the western skies. Mark Twain said about the music of Wagner, it's not as bad as it sounds. It's not as bad as it sounds. We've seen worse, far worse in our history, and we have always prevailed, and we will do so again. And remember, America is still America. I love this country. I believe in its values. I believe in the common sense and common values of Americans. Most Americans are good people. They are kind, considerate, caring, compassionate. Most Americans know the difference between terrorism and freedom fighting, and they realize that much more is at stake than Israel or the Jews. Western civilization itself is on trial these days. It is in these people that our future will be forged.